Hey, you're tuning into Unleash Your Inner Goddess Season 2, where we deep dive into life and business as a neurodivergent entrepreneur. This season is dedicated to any and all neurodivergent folk, diagnosed or not. So today I wanted to bring to you the importance of algorithms, systems and protocols in your business, but yep, you guessed it, in your life too. Hopefully by now you know that I truly believe your business and your life are so deeply interlinked. You are your business. At least, you are if you are still actively involved in making most of the decisions. I don't think Jeff Bezos is Amazon. Too many moving parts, right? But if you are listening to this with a team of, say, 10 or less, and you're still handling the bigger decisions, the direction of the business, how and when you show up, and you still determine the values of your business, then you are the business, right? So it's fair to say what happens outside of the business hours can and will affect how you show up in your business and how your business operates. We can also say with almost certainty that when other things in life goes tits up or when shit hits the fan in those areas, it can leach into your business and how you feel when you're working. Just like if your VA was to up and quit, leaving you, I don't know, mid-launch with a gazillion things to do, you can bet that you will take those feelings of stress and worry into your home life. Maybe even snapping at your partner or your kids because those feelings just don't get left at the office door. And algorithms are my secret weapon when it comes to shit hitting the fan. And when my ADHD is playing up the less favorable traits. And for me, those less favorable traits are feeling constantly distracted. My procrastination is so high. Um, And if I have something to do later on in the day, it can cause my wait time trait to play up. This is where I feel unable to do anything productive because I have something else pending later. So even though that meeting is, say, four hours away, I end up clock watching, I can't relax, I can't get into a deep focused state. Sometimes this is worse than usual, right? And it literally stops me in my tracks. Those are my less favorable traits and algorithms are my secret weapon. When I started to understand how algorithms could help me, it was an absolute game changer. Yes, to follow a set of instructions or routine that you have decided on, it's still hard to do when you're unfocused, right? It is much easier than having to still decide on what to do, deliberate over it, do a pros and cons list, etc., and then decide to execute the thing you settled on. If you have some of those predetermined algorithms, it takes out the massive step at the start. You already have the decision made for you. And when I'm really struggling, I even give myself a short period of time to indulge in whatever distraction I need to get out of my system. I set a loud alarm and I give myself 15 minutes or so. And this is what I call my emergency protocol. So even when I have some algorithm set up and I'm still distracted, I'm still super unfocused, I don't want to start it, I have an emergency protocol and that for me is to indulge in whatever I'm called to do but I'm really clear on its 15 minutes, I set myself an alarm and I have already spoken with myself, I've already had a little talk and said when that alarm goes off I'm going to get up, shake myself off and then crack on with the, the algorithm, the next task, the next protocol in my list because that's what I decided on and that is what I'm going to do. So essentially, an algorithm is a if this, then that scenario. So things like if I am awake, I go brush my teeth. If I am done in the bathroom, I get dressed. If I answer the phone, I say hello. You get the gist. It's basically a habit we do without much thought behind it because it's on autopilot. And 
at first an algorithm is a set of routines, a set of procedures, a set of protocols that you are going to do super mindfully and you're going to have to train yourself for this to become on autopilot. So it's not going to be autopilot first. Um, and after hearing some of the science behind creating these algorithms, thank you, Brian Johnson, I was particularly taken by the idea that we have made the decision to do something once, thus saving our precious daily decision making and not having to have a stern talk with ourselves every single morning to go out for that walk or to send that email to our audience. We have already committed. So the algorithm is that pre-commitment. It's saying, this is what I am going to do then. And then after that, this thing happens. So if this, then that. What algorithms can you be creating in your life or your business that you can decide on this once and then take action on when needed? What might you like to make a non-negotiable? And I advise you start small, make it explicitly clear. It might be, upon hearing my morning alarm, I get out of bed and I make the bed. Sounds super small, right? That is literally the point. But what happens here is, you get up when you said you would, so that's an instant win. You aren't tempted to cozy down back into the warm duvet, scroll social media. I mean, inputs first thing in the morning is a whole other topic. But in short, when you open up your phone and you head to social media or you open your emails or you open your text messages, it is flooded with other people's opinions, issues, other things beyond your control. And it has actually been proven to be detrimental to your entire day if you start with those inputs first, if you start with the news, if you start with social media, if you start with your emails. Um, and there's, there's a whole other topic. It's, for another, it's totally for another podcast. But if you're not doing that, or even if you settle down back into bed and you end up falling asleep, you're not doing any of those things, you're going to have a more productive day. So by getting up when you said you would, and making your bed so that you're not tempted to get back in it, you are probably 10, 20, 30 times more likely to be productive and get dressed and have a great start to your day just by having an algorithm of this, then that. So my alarm goes off, I get out of bed and make it. And then maybe you add another one in. So uh, let's see, before you start work, you will run through a checklist to ensure that you're able to settle down, right? Without forgetting your charger or realizing you haven't got a pen or um, leaving your coffee on the counter. So you have a checklist, obviously you make in advance. Um, check I've got my charger, check I've got my headphones, check I've got a coffee with me or hand cream or you know whatever it is that you need, a notepad and pen. Um, and then go through the checklist before you sit down. The amount of times that I come into my office and so my office is in my garden, uh, so I leave my house and I will take with me, you know, um, I have a filter coffee machine in here, but I still need to take in a cup and uh, sometimes I take in my milk. I've got a little fridge in here. So if I need to take some fresh milk, taking milk, taking my headphones and bringing my laptop in. Um, and then I sit down and I'm like, oh man, I've left that notebook. I'd written some things in. So I have to go back into the house and I go get my notebook. Then I come and sit down. I'm like, oh, I left my headphone chargers. Um, so I have to go back in and get my headphone charger. So it's like having this list and then before you sit down, you're like, right, have I got this? Have I got that? Is the coffee on? Do I have this? Do I have a snack? Like whatever you might need. Um, so look at the daily algorithms and then the circumstantial ones. So if you feel a certain way, you will do this thing. Or when you feel distracted, you will do this. And you've already made that decision. So then execute what you said. You don't have to feel guilty for taking 15 minutes. If you've already penned in, if I feel this way, I'm going to allow myself 15 minutes then do that thing. 
these algorithms will over time become more habit-like, more autopilot, and you will finally start to do them without thinking. Um, but first and foremost, decide on something, write it down, make it obvious, put prompts in if you need to, and then just get going. See what you think of these algorithms you've made. And we can do the same thing for operations within our business. So we can set things up that work in our favor, that work for us, that work on autopilot. Things like automations, systems, and SOPs, standard operating procedures. And these make running your business easier. It's things that we follow. It means that anyone who works for you knows what is expected. It means everyone's on the same page. It means you have reference if you forget or something is a bit tricky and you don't do it very often. Um, so automations are basically commands that you set up to happen ahead of time. And they activate a certain at a certain time or day and they work for you when you want them to, right? So we can automate things like emails to go out ahead of time. We can schedule in our social media content. We can automate podcasts to get published, video content to go out on YouTube. And we can even set up our software to action something only when a certain trigger is activated. So that is things like, I don't know, maybe you send an email out to your list and there is a button that says, click here to read more on, I don't know, whatever it is you're offering, right? And somebody clicks that. And then because they've clicked that, there is, that's a trigger that's activated, then might send them another email the next day to say like, hey, what did you think about, insert whatever it is they clicked, um, which people who perhaps just opened the email and didn't click wouldn't get. So you've got this automation set up that is sending certain audience members emails or prompts or whatever and not others and it just makes this a whole lot easier for you to run your business because you're not doing all the things all the time you're not thinking gosh I know all my audience is on social media at 8 p.m at night therefore I need to be on social media writing my post at 8 p.m at night like no write it whenever the fuck you want and schedule it and yeah of course if you want to pop in and answer some questions or comments on you know eight o'clock do as you please but you don't have to be around all the time sending these things out like you don't have to be here 12 hours ahead of time to remind somebody that they've got a call later like you can schedule that in and um even my calendly my software for booking calls with me um it has reminders that send out automatically so i don't have to worry about that so because i'm not worrying about that i am able to work on other things in my business so anyone who isn't utilizing what software can do for you you're losing out big time. Make things easy. Make things easy. Create these algorithms in your business, out of your business, around your business. Um, what can you automate? What can you schedule? What can you, what systems can you have in place that make things easy? And we also recently found out, thank you scientists, that it is actually detrimental to our productivity to multitask. I think for ages it was like the holy grail. If you can multitask, you're going to get things done. But if the tasks are difficult or novel or they require a certain level of executive functioning, multitasking actually means it takes us longer to complete tasks compared to solely focusing on them one at a time. So unless it's something like driving and talking, which you can do um, at the same time uh, without any detriment. But you imagine if you're driving and talking and then you suddenly need to get into a difficult parking space. How many of us stop talking or turn the radio down or you know we then hone in on the one thing we need to focus on um so along with scheduling automating things in your business consider focusing solely on one task at a time and also reducing any interruption or distraction because research has also shown that on average it takes 11 to 22 minutes 
to fully get back to being immersed in the task you were doing. Crazy, right? So if we create an algorithm to set us up for a reduction in distractions, and we are focusing on one task at a time, we are gonna be a lot more productive and a lot more successful, and we are making it easy. We are doing these things ahead of time to make it easy. And there is also the idea of chunking your time, right? Or batching. Rather than writing one email and then flipping over to Canva and creating a graphic and then heading over to pages to write some more uh, paragraphs on the article that you've got to do. And then going back to writing another email in MailChimp. The idea of, of chunking your time is staying in the creative area and batching your email writing or batching your graphic making or chunking your time into doing similar tasks. So you might write three emails, right? And then you go and create all the graphics to go with them and then finish off by scheduling them all, you know, for when they need to go out. And then you move on to the separate task of completing that article. So removing that task switching helps our brains stay focused because our brains aren't able to keep up with the change of task as quickly as we're changing the task. So we're still thinking about the past task, okay? The task we did before, especially if it's unfinished. And this, which is very similar to multitasking, slows us down and makes us less productive. And we're trying to make it easy. We're trying to make success easy, okay? So by chunking our time and doing things in batches and not flitting between tasks is gonna make us more productive. It's gonna help us stay focused. Um, so how can you plan your day to incorporate some chunking of tasks and ensuring you aren't task switching more than necessary? What algorithms and protocols might you want to put in place in this area? And even if you're working solo in your business, right, I want to touch on the standard operating procedures. It is worth having them even if you're, you're working solo, even if you do not have someone working for you. And these are literally just a step-by-step -step process to perform a routine activity within your business. And having these written up literally, even in just a simple bullet point form, gives you something to go off if you are having trouble focusing, if you don't do a particular task often, or you know, you're not sure what the moving parts are, or if you need to pass it off to someone else. It can save you so much time just by having a really simple step-by-step -step of how the task is done or the way that you like it done, right? So one particular business moment where I realized that I needed some SOPs um, was when I en enlisted a friend to help me package a load of handmade clothing in a previous business. I was overrun, I was run down, I had just had to take three unexpected weeks off, I had a backlog, right? And my wonderful friend had offered to help me. But I had a certain way of, of following up um, the ironing and the pressing and the photographing and the packing of these items. So I had a certain way of ironing and pressing the dungarees. And then once they were pressed, they get photographed on a backdrop, right? I had a certain way of staging the photo so that they all matched on, on Instagram. And then after that, I would fold them in a particular way, wrap them in tissue paper, seal it with a logoed sticker and pop it in a postal bag. And that was like, that was my standard operating procedure. That was my way of doing things. And the whole process was super simple, but it would have been much simpler at the time if my friend knew how I liked it done and what to do. And I was busy, okay? Hence asking for the help in the first place. But then I had to stop what I was doing to go over how I did things so that everybody received a parcel in the same way, so that the photographs were done in the same way. And that would have been avoided if I just had some simple bullet point standard operating procedures and perhaps a reference photo or two to show my friend. And since then, anything that I do, I try and create even just a simple bullet point list of this is what I do to get this end result. 
So if there's anything that you're struggling with, because maybe you just do it twice a year and you are always a bit rusty, write down how to do it as you go through it next time. If there's something that you might offload to a contractor or a VA or a wonderful friend like mine, write it down. If there is something complex that you need to do in a particular way, write it down. Honestly, future you will thank you. Anyone you hire will thank you. Um, and if you need to enlist family and friends to help you at any point of time, they will thank you too. Um, and when we look at protocols, which is defined as a system of rules to follow, and we look at algorithms of if this, then that, we can create our whole day around what to do when XYZ happens. And it can get, re it's really easy to get carried away, right? And want to schedule in tasks and algorithms for every minute of the day to try and maximize your waking hours, to try and be as productive as possible, in air quotes there. And I think what's really important here is it is super important to have rest and recharge built in. I think especially for me and other fellow ADHDers, we can get into the cycle of working too much or really trying to maximize the day as much as we can, um, especially if we are hyper-focused. But we need to build rest and recharge in and sometimes we need to build those in as, as algorithms, as protocols, as time blocks in our calendar if we are likely to um, ignore them, okay? And that's when we start ignoring things like that, that's when we can lead to overwhelm, burnout, uh, extreme fatigue, this sort of thing. So having rest and recharge algorithms built in might look like if it's 5 p.m., I am finished working for the day. Or if I'm feeling restless and fidgety, I will go for a short walk around the block. So it's putting in those things that are going to break the cycle, change the cycle, or allow us to switch off. Because rest is productive. I do not know anybody who manages long-term on very little rest. It is counterproductive to ignore it. Rest gives our brains chance to sift through all the inputs of the day and make sense of them. Rest allows us to figure out the answers on a subconscious level. Rest is good. Rest allows us to switch off and come back with vigor. And without rest, we we don't have the switch between calm a calm state and a high intensity state. And we need those switches to be able to work at our best. And I mentioned this um, in an earlier podcast episode. The episode is escaping me right now. Um, but making sure we have time on and time off and, and we have a change in what we're doing so that we can stay we can stay focused. So they're like optimal conditions. So when you think about the best kind of day you could have, an ideal day, what would your optimal conditions be? So be mindful to build in breaks, you know, rest and time to switch off. What would set you up for a great day? What would prepare you for a more focused work day? How would you successfully close off work when it's done? And how would you create a wind down for the end of the day? So think about what your optimal conditions would be for a day. And once you've decided on what they might look like and how you might implement them, thinking back to your algorithms, write them down. So remember, standard operating procedures. Schedule them into your calendar if you need to. Set an alarm to remind you to do something because it's not a habit yet, remember? So you're gonna need some prompting. You're gonna need some reminding. Do what you need to do in that area so that you are able to follow those algorithms and give them a go. Give yourself a week doing what you said you would and in the way that you wrote it down 
And then have a little meeting with yourself in a week's time. Reassess. Do you need to change anything? Tweak something? What's working well? How can I make this work better for me? And then go again. Create those systems, algorithms and protocols that work for you. See it as a game. A chance to make some tiny changes that can yield big results. See how many decisions you can make once and watch them work for you over and over and over again. Because once the decision is made, the deciding isn't happening every day anymore. You are able to just get on and do what needs to be done. And if like me, and you need those emergency protocols, build those in too. So remember, I need occasionally I need 15 minutes where I can play a game or troll Vinted before I feel ready to jump into what is expected of me. But because I have the protocol, an algorithm that I follow, I know that once my alarm goes off, I close the app, I get up, I shake myself off and I move into my next algorithm. So I have an algorithm for that. And I have an algorithm for when I'm not really feeling it. So I would love to know how you're getting on and what algorithms you're thinking of implementing moving forwards. Come join Drive to Thrive, ADHD Won't Stop Me, which is our Facebook community and come and let us know. I would love to know um, what algorithms you're implementing. And if you'd like some personal one-to-one support in building your algorithms out, getting your business and your daily life working in your favor, I currently have space available to work with me via my coach in your pocket support service. This is my only one-to-one offer at the minute and it is sweet. You can literally ping me a message any day of the week and we can then build out your plans, come up with strategies and create shifts that are going to transform the way you move through your days. And I created the service to be accessible for us neurodivergent folk who often can't wait for a set coaching session on Zoom or you know, who have strands of thoughts that get forgotten by the time a pending session comes along. Not with coaching your pocket. You literally open the app and either voice note or text message me your thoughts, your ideas, struggles, musings, as you think of them. And the link to join me is gonna be in the show notes. And I have a podcast specific discount as well for my listeners, um, which gets you 10% off every month you work with me. So when you sign up, you just put in the discount code section POD10. So that's POD10. And that will get you 10% off every month you work with me. Okay. That is it from me today. Next week, we're going to be talking about finding your community, your tribe, people who really get you and encourage you to be all you can be and more. This is one of the most important steps to thriving as a neurodivergent entrepreneur. Okay, take care.